morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another maniacal Monday for Torch Report 458. Today we will be talking about COVID, blood clots, and cancer, pulling together some facts that desperately need to be put on the table. Because, you know, I've noticed something, and I think you've probably noticed something too here. There are a lot of people who are suddenly and unexpectedly just kind of out of the blue, having chest pains and headaches and dizziness, even numbness in their arms. Uh, you know, hospitals and doctors are telling people uh, they're, they're probably having panic attacks or, or maybe they have outrageously high blood pressure and they need to get on blood thinners just to keep from having a heart attack and all that. Perhaps, perhaps you know someone who's recently suffered from something like this, friends. I know that I do. And talking to loved ones here recently, it, it came to light. You know, I know people I love and care about who have been injected with these experimental COVID uh, injections, the mRNA, uh, genetic therapies, they call them vaccines, but they're not. Now, I, I'm, perhaps you've also noticed uh, how in the last couple of years, there's been a lot more people who have been suddenly diagnosed with all sorts of different cancers, right? That's been cropping up a lot in the media. And many of these cancer patients are young people who have suddenly developed long-term cancers, uh, like 25-year-olds coming down with colon cancer, for example, which is, is you know, it's disturbingly similar. This trend in young people with long-term cancer, it's disturbingly similar to the trend of young, healthy people having insanely high blood pressure and heart attacks because their arteries are all clogged up like a like they're 80 years old or something. These are, are odd symptoms. And doctors and morticians are, are taking notice of this. And obviously, something has to be causing these concerning discoveries, right? Why are so many otherwise healthy people suddenly dealing with these issues? Could it have anything to do with why there are so many athletes and high-profile fitness gurus dying in the prime of their lives? Now, I realize that for much of the audience... Uh, these are probably rhetorical questions. You know, the, those who have remained curious enough throughout the pandemic to question the narrative, you already know the answers. But there are many, many other people who have yet to wake up. And I'm guessing some of your friends and some of your family have yet to wake up to, to the, uh, the horror of what's happening here. Uh, our, our loved ones, our family and friends, you know, those who we know in our circle of influence who may or may not have experiment, uh, experienced something similar to this, subsequent to getting the experimental injections, you know, maybe some bizarre and sudden health issues have, have struck somebody that you know, but they really have no rational explanation as to why. Why is this happening? And today I want to answer that question uh, very concretely. Friends, whatever is going on, I suspect we're about to see a whole lot more of it because they're doing it again. Just last week, the Biden administration announced that they will once again start using taxpayer dollars to produce and ship free COVID tests all across the country. Uh, every family, again, uh, can sign up to get up to four free COVID tests delivered to their home by mail starting today, Monday, September 25th, 2023. Uh, now, news of this, of course, is out there everywhere. I did put several links in the report to to kind of stimulate some thinking there, but we do need to stop and think about what's happening here. Uh, just to kind of pull a little excerpt from one passage of the propaganda, 
The Department of Health and Human Services says that orders can be placed at covidtests.gov starting today, September 25th, and that these no-cost tests will be delivered for free by the United States Postal Service. Now, you think about that. They're about to pump out uh, 200 million plus over-the-counter tests to, they say, to replenish federal stockpiles. But what's going to happen? What's going to happen when they inject 200 million new tests into the public marketplace? Uh, What's going to happen to the number of cases, right? Obviously, you know, you pump a bunch of uh, of tests out in the market. A lot of people are going to test. You get a lot of tests, you're going to get a lot more cases. And we've been hearing about this winter wave. Winter wave, it's coming almost ad nauseum. We've been hearing about it. But could it be that this new batch of tests is actually being used to create that winter wave. And again, friends, I know it's just another rhetorical question. Of course, this new batch of tests is going to create the winter wave. It's not rocket science. We just, we need to see what's going on here. We need to face the facts. We need to be brave enough to call it out, call it like it is. You know, the cases drive headlines. And the headlines drive public perception. And then that public perception, when everybody's all freaking out about it, that's what gets used to justify the government's response. It's the exact same playbook that they did at the start of the pandemic. And it looks like this time, you know, the CDC, they're they're already primed. The CDC uh, is already modeling the trend for this wave to be even more severe than they even expected. I put a screenshot in the report today from the CDC's website today. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to check out the spiffy screenshot from the CDC, Torch Report 458. It shows severity indicators. The hospitalizations and deaths are trending up. You look at the trend line and it's going up, up, up. You know, it's a 12.5% increase just in the most recent week. So surely we should all be scared. Now, uh, personally, you know, I take the CDC stats with a grain of salt. It's all just computer modeling. Uh, It's the modeling that's being used to support the agenda. And the agenda starts with spooking the public. Fear is the first step in menticidal hypnosis, if you recall. Uh, but they spook the public, they run up the numbers, and then they want to stick a needle in as many arms as possible. That's their strategy. Now, the ultimate aim of this strategy, the ultimate aim of this agenda, friends, it's nothing less than depopulation of planet Earth, okay? They've said as much out loud. They've said it repeatedly for decades. I've covered this sinister depopulation agenda, the sinister agenda of the global cabal in detail in several reports. So I don't want to rehash all the eugenics fantasies and the depopulation agenda here. I just want to pull some fresh primary sources in uh, to, to kind of help substantiate that. As we come into this winter wave, we need to be telling everybody that we know, that we love, that we care about, please do not roll up your sleeve and get one of these clot shots, you know? The population control agenda. Friends, the receipts are in. I put a link in the report today. It's uh, very, very detailed. It gets It goes back to the deep state. Uh, working to control the global population. And there's a couple of things I want to emphasize from the population control report there. Uh, First is that the global population reduction efforts, they are being directed by the deep state. It's a national security concern, the CIA, in cahoots with the UN, the WEF, the WHO, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, et al. They're in on this. They're driving it. And the proof of this 
depopulation agenda. It's so utterly prolific. Any attempt to deny this reality should just be laughed out the door. Only fools will fail to face the fact that there was a small group of powerful people who are trying to depopulate the planet and they're using vaccines to do this. Now, with that in mind, let's return to the COVID testing, the coming surge in cases and the only state-sanctioned solution, which is, of course, coercing millions of people to undergo another round of highly questionable, entirely unreliable experimental injections uh, starting now, coming this fall, coming soon to a pharmacy near you. Now that fall uh, is, is officially here, right, that the, the FDA, they just approved authorizing another emergency use authorization for the COVID-19 vaccines. They announced that on September 11th when, you know, pretty much no one was paying attention because, come on, it's September 11th. It's a, it's a day that we must all stand somber in solidarity. So kind of, you know, coincidentally, that's when they passed this latest emergency use authorization. Now, some people, the astute and curious and skeptical peasants in the listening audience, you may be questioning, well, how in the hell can the FDA authorize an emergency use authorization since the Biden administration officially ended the public health emergency back in May, it was May 11th, 2023. That's when the FDA, uh, I'm sorry, that's when the Biden administration ended the public health emergency. Now, the FDA, who just, just approved September 11th, they approved the latest round of e emergency use authorizations, EUA injections, and they have a whole page dedicated to answering how they can have emergency use authorization without a public health emergency, right? How are they going to work around this w w this roadblock? Gosh, you know, it's not a public health emergency, so what are we going to do to get all these shots in people's arms? The clot shot, the death jab, how are they going to do it? And I, I, I want to kind of document the timeline on this here, because on May 12th, that's when the FDA updated their page. That's the day after the official ending of the pandemic as a public health emergency. The day after the pandemic was over, the FDA went on to unabashedly and boldly declare that there is still a public health emergency, whether you want to believe that or not. The FDA just had to tweak some things on their website. They had to amend their declarations of an emergency to fall under a different section of, of the regulations. Now, the emergency use authorization of experimental injections falls under Section 564 instead of the previous authorization under Section 319. Again, all the links are there. I'm not going to get into it. And then they backdated all this stuff, okay? In other words, friends, all they had to do was just change the rules a little bit, a little tweak here, a little tweak there. And they had to do that in a very discreet fashion to allow Joe Biden to save face and end the pandemic while secretly extending the pandemic ad infinitum, right? Section 564, which is what they're using to authorize these new experimental injections, Section 564, it never expires. Now, they did this at the end of the first quarter, Q1 2023, March 2023. And then that set the stage for the second quarter, Q2 updates. You know, they allegedly ended the pandemic May 11th. They updated their website May 12th. And then they announced the pre-approval of the current crop of experimental injections back in June. That's all second quarter prior to 
any indication that there was going to be another wave, right? Uh, prior to any indication that the so-called COVID vaccines, the, you know, the immunity was wearing off, the natural immunity was wearing off, and, and everything was going to be worthless against the new fall variant unless everybody lined up to get another jab, right? So the timing of it, friends, if you follow the timeline, it brings us right up to the end of quarter three which was you know, the September announcement of the new emergency youth authorized emergency use authorization of of more experimental injections and here we are today <clears throat> the first day of the fourth quarter of this year and on the first day of the fourth quarter of this year we're watching them flood the market with free at-home tests that are inevitably going to drive up the cases, along with driving more hysterical calls for everyone to line up for the next round of death jabs and clot shots that were approved back in June. It's sick, but it's, it's just like clockwork. You know, it's almost like they've had this plan all along. You know, if you just look at it, you're like, geez, wow, this is really, they got this all lined out. You know, have they had this planned all along? Geez, I don't know. Of course they have. So let's go ahead and just zoom out a little bit, shall we, friends? Zoop, go way out. Now, if COVID, and specifically the COVID vaccines, were being, was being used to drive a depopulation agenda, then there should be some evidence of right of that, right? I mean, that, that's a major claim. So, you, you know, a major claim needs some major evidence to back it up. And if COVID itself isn't really that lethal. COVID kind of knocks off the elderly and the unhealthy. And that's not really going to put a much of a dent in the population. The CDC website says that to this day, I think only, what do they say? Uh, 1.1 million people. So just over a million people have died from the COVID. Okay. Uh, But that's not stopping them from making this, you know, this all consuming uh, mass hysteria, the propaganda that's driving and provoking the panic uh, that's going to lead to the preemptive measures like getting more jabs. So you think about it like that, you know, trying to see this all through the eyes of a rabid eugenicist, you know, a, a fanatical global cabal, a radical environmentalist, you know, seeing that COVID's only taken out the, the sick people and the elderly people, that, that doesn't really do much more than maybe reduce the burden on society. You know, it generates enough headlines to get people scared. And of course, scared people are most susceptible to the gaslighting and the propaganda, which is why we see scared people getting ready to line up for their fourth or fifth or sixth shot, despite the fact that none of the prior injections have ever proven to work. Right? None of the vaccines have kept people from getting sick or going to the hospital or dying from a bout with the Rona. So, you know, this is where we can start to see their long term plan come into focus. With every round of injections, more people are dying from blood clots and cancer than ever before. Blood clots and cancers are not caused by COVID, those are not listed as symptoms of the disease, but they are listed as side effects of the so-called vaccines, as noted by our very own government's database that tracks all the adverse reactions. And I, I know that trying to wrap the head around this fact can be difficult, right? So I wanted to put a little uh, chart in here to visualize all of these adverse reactions uh, over the last 30 years. And I want you to note, if you look at from 1990 all the way up to 2020, it's pretty steady, pretty low. And then all of a sudden, 
the post-pandemic mass vaccination campaign, and boom, there's this massive exponential astronomical spike in deaths and adverse reactions. When you compare that to the prior trend from 30 years, friends, it's, it's shocking, you know? And with that in mind, consider that they're getting ready to push another round of the EUA injections, another round of experimental injections. Remember that the blood clots in the cancer are not included in the data that we're looking at. You look at that chart, you see all these adverse reactions and deaths from the death jab and the clot shot. That's not including the, the cancer and the blood clots because the, the chart's only reflecting people who got their COVID vaccines and then fell over dead shortly thereafter. Okay, And per the government's own admission, that's only like 1% of the cases because it's very difficult to determine causation, right? Oh, I mean, this person died after they got the jab, but it doesn't mean they died from the jab. So, you know, the, the link between the vaccines and this shocking rise in deaths and the adverse reactions, it's just, it's being intentionally obscured. So, you know, why might they be intentionally obscuring this connection? Geez, I don't know, you know. Uh, maybe it's because they're trying to depopulate the planet. I'm speculating, you know. If you want a crash course in history, friends, uh, I came across a very well-written essay uh, on the Kissinger Report, and it was written over at The Wolf Report. Um, and it, anyway, there's, there is so much there. The Kissinger Report is named in reference to Henry Kissinger, who wrote the book called The World Order, Think New World Order. And Kissinger is one of the main proponents of world population control. So if you want to see how this all feeds in, the link is there. Dive in and dig deep. On the other hand, if you just want to see what these white stringy blood clots look like uh, that are being caused by all these nasty injections, I did put a screenshot in there. It's just sick looking at it. I mean, it kind of makes your skin crawl. But friends, it's no small phenomenon. Okay, people have been reporting on this, the Epic Times, the Gateway Pundit, and others. Uh, they report, you know, between 50 and 70 percent, between 50 and 70 percent, as many as 7 out of 10 of the bodies that have undergone autopsy since the start of the COVID vaccinations have these nasty fibrous clots in them. And for those uh, who are interested in the morbid detail, I did put a link to a video interview with an embalmer who's talking about just being absolutely mortified by what he's been seeing. You know, people have been morticians, they've been working with, with the dead bodies for decades, and they're seeing something they've never seen before, and not just once, not just twice, but up to 70% of the time. Now, just to be clear here, when there are clots that big in the bloodstream, it restricts the flow of blood, and that drives up blood pressure, and that may cause dizziness and numbness and all these other signs of stroke that we were talking about, right? And this clotting is being caused by these so-called spike protein production being induced by the experimental injections. And yes, my friends, the government knows this. I put a link in the report today from the National Institutes for Health website, NIH.gov. It's titled... Relationship Between Blood Clots and COVID-19 Vaccines. It's a review of the literature. 
And while the liberal media is out there starting to acknowledge this stuff, uh, the, the blood clotting, they're starting to acknowledge the startling rise in cancers among young people, they're still scratching their head. Well, why is this happening? Geez, we don't really, we can't figure it out. Cancer rates are climbing among young people, but it's just not clear why. Now, as last week, friends, uh, we were speculating, one might speculate, that this has something to do with the GMOs and the food supply. I think there's a causal link there. But just to stick with the theme today, COVID, blood clots and cancer, there are friends who are, uh, there. I'm sorry, friends, there are people who are much smarter than me who can explain to you exactly how these experimental emergency youth authorized injections, these COVID injections, are actually causing the rise in cancer. It's because these injections shut down our body's ability to defend ourselves against cancer and even for our bodies to detect the rise in cancer. So yes, young healthy people are getting heart, you know, clot shots, death jabs are falling over dead. And yes, there is an astonishing rise in cancer from the very same jabs. Friends, for those with their heads buried in the sand, the jury's still out. They can't really figure out what's going on. But for those of us who are willing and brave enough to face the truth, the connections between the blood clots, the cancer, and the COVID is, in fact, abundantly clear. With all of this information fresh in mind, we can see exactly what they are doing, and we know exactly why. With that said, friends, please share this with someone who is still living in the dark, and that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Try that, find that little heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.